Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is Friday, April 5th, 2019. It is Question Friday. Imagine, we get to Friday so fast every week. It's so cool. And by this time, I feel like we've talked about so many great things, and we always find more. That's the craziness. I'm, like, literally filming a series of um it's like a webinar. We do that, the master class, and then we, we have the classes. You sign up for the classes. And the craziest thing is the questions I got today, it's crazy. They coincide with what I'm talking about because I started with truth or love, truth, love, and purity. And today I'll be filming another three to five segments and it's not only that I'm filming them but the people that are filming me are going through the process and learning it's not like they're just filming it and detached and walking around and and yesterday it happened again like it did the day before but I am watching everyone heal and what happened is I get up today to get my questions for the show. And my first question is, when injuries run the show, how do we face and heal them? We are not taught to heal ourselves, let alone emotional injuries. And that was from Susan in Germany. And then Shirley said, lots of ways to do that if one is willing to search and find what works for you. TLC to CBD to energy healing to creative to education to food choices, lots of choices I've personally found beneficial. But when you have old injuries and I'm there, creating a workbook based on what I'm saying because I have a lot of shows and we talk about these things every single day and I thought but we need something more because there's never a shortage of hurt feelings and emotional injuries in anybody and how we look at them how we use those injuries how we go back to the fork in the road and repave it with love saying that is one thing But the steps that we take to go back to the fork in the road and we get to that center point, do we repave it with love? How do we take an experience that we remember as hurtful and as Susan is asking right now, when old injuries run the show, you're literally halfway there If you know your old injuries are running the show, just knowing, being aware that that's what's going on is saying, okay, let me unpack that. Let me start at the furthest point of the road. I got hurt. 
what happened before that? What happened before that? What happened before that? And you keep going until you get to that point where you're like, okay, this was me before that event in my life, before that happened. Who was I before that came in and created this whole path that I created and built a life around that pain? So there you are back at the fork in the road and you say, well, how do I repay this with love? This is different. This is really hurtful. This, this was really deep. And, and you start to fight healing it, healing it because sometimes, and this is the hardest one of all, you don't know who you'd be without it. So you have to ask yourself, when you get back to the fork in the road, do you still need this injury? How old were you when this happened? How long have you been carrying it around? Because what I found bigger than the injury was the attachment to the injury. It was the great reason why a lot of things didn't work out or aren't working out in the way that we want them to, not because of the injury alone, but because of the focus on the injury. So when you start to unpack it, something very beautiful begins to take place. And that is you start to grow this objective feeling about it. This objective feeling like, hey, you know what? I do have that injury. Go around and you say, a lot of people have some kind of injury. Something's going on with them. How do they deal with it? How did they overcome it? How did they make it to this point of feeling like things are okay and that they can handle each day? How do I think I could do that? Because I know that it's possible. My second question is, am I willing? Do I feel capable? Do I think that I have the potential to still be me without this injury running the show? When you ask how do you face and heal them, you have to face them by unpacking them all the way back to before that happened. And sometimes we come back because I get every excuse thrown at me because it gets scary. Really gets scary when don't underestimate the power of healing. It doesn't come easy. You really, really have to face who you are with the injury. You have to unpack it back to who you were before the injury And then you have to repay it with love and thank the injury for gifting you this lesson. It's a very interesting process to heal ourselves. We are all capable of taking ourselves back to the fork in the road and taking an event that happened and unpacking that, well, before that event happened. This is who I was, how I was impacted with what happened. This is how it affected decisions in my life. 
because I didn't face it head on. So as you start to face things head on and take yourself back to that fork in the road, just doing that begins the healing process because what kicks in underneath it all is that you start to feel capable of really healing. You've done like half the work getting back to the fork in the road. But what happens when you start to repave it with love and start to look at came out of it. What good came out of it. I love on the chat. We have a psychic viewpoint radio show. And they put three hearts and happy days are here. And thank you for that. I love Fridays. And there are happy days. Every day, if you wake up and really think about it, as the potential to be the best day of your life. And it really does. It's not a saying. Sometimes the best day of your life is just being quiet. Sometimes the best day of your life is being around a ton of people. But whatever it is, just you saying that to yourself allows it to grow roots in your life. Yes, we are not taught to heal ourselves, let alone emotional injuries. And that's, I read that and I thought, oh my God, Susan, she's always like right on the cusp of feelings that we are talking about. But to say when old injuries run the show, when you can say that you are willing to face it. And when you're willing to face it, you have to unpack it and you have to take it back to who were you before that happened. Now, if you were a child and it just came and it just showed up at your door. How do you unpack that to before it happened? You probably don't even remember. But you were probably happier than you were before that event. But as a child, and this is something to take into account, we are present in the moment. As a child, we don't have a past yet. Think about that. And we don't think of the future. If something happens to us and it's traumatic in a day, we don't even see it as traumatic. We're kids. What we do is we just go run outside and play again as though nothing just happened. We're in the moment when you tell a child we're going to do something tomorrow. Tomorrow could be tomorrow the way we look at it or 10 years from now. It means nothing to them if it's not happening right now. I want to go to Disneyland. I want to go right now. And they, you know, are jumping around and you say, well, we'll go tomorrow. Well, what's tomorrow? And that's all that starts to go in their world. So things happen to us that hurt us in that time. Ask yourself why and how you were able to go on and go out and play right after that. And no one would even know that happened. Not even you. What happens when we get older that we go back and look at these events and feel the hurt of them, feel the pain of them, start to look at them like they are taking away from us when in the moment when it happened, it did not. But the bigger point of view to take a look at that is that you still got to go out and play after something happened to you that is being used now from you years later. 
But in that moment, because you did not think about it, you were able to minimize it to whatever it was and say, well, I don't want that to happen again, and then run out and play and then try to avoid it as our behaviors get shaped. As I just wrote in the chat, memories can be distorted because now we start forming who we are, how we react to things. We look at, you know, maybe we had a breakup. Maybe we didn't get a job we wanted. Maybe, you know, one of our friends got mad at us or maybe our parents are mad at us or whatever it is. And then we start thinking of all the other things that happened that hurt us. And then we grow this tree with many branches of pain. And I would say, what well, we need balance. We have to grow a tree with many branches that don't have pain, things that we've done that we're proud of, that even with that memory in us, we were able to do. And then we have to ask ourselves, where am I focusing? What can I change? How can I, how can I heal this? And then you say, well, you know what? Did the adults around me even know they were hurting me? Or is it just who they were at the time? Who were they at the time? Were they rushed parents? Were they trying to get me dressed? Were they, you know, so so needing to get me to bed that they rushed me and then they screamed at me and then they made me feel bad? Or did they tell me that I can't trade or I don't have a good mind on my shoulders? Or what happened? And then ask yourself, where in there did they give me positive feedback? Why did they do that? Why were they rushed? Well, wait a minute. What do I do when I'm rushed? Do I mean everything I say? Do I try to hurt people? So we start going into this world of discovery. And what you're really discovering is how you deal with it. Because we, are all, we all have an inventory of experiences. Not all of them will ever be the same. Not all of them may be pleasant. Not all of them feel like they fuel us. End of the day, all of them are for our greater good. They are for the best of us to come out. It's like a push and shove, a push and shove. And sometimes when you lose a job even and you think it's the worst thing that ever happened to you and you wake up the next day, And you realize that there was something else you actually wanted to do. That's like in the chat. They're saying the memories can be distorted. The self-contained consciousness, inner reflection, be objective with your inner self. That's the whole point of going back to the fork in the road. Because you start to see the layers that we added on to the event that happened. And the interesting part about it is those layers were not added on in the moment when it happened, when you were still able to go out and play. Those layers were added on years later to try to explain our behavior as we are older, as our soul is now in a different place in our lives. We are not taught to heal ourselves, can learn to communicate with ourselves 
to pay attention, just to talk it out. There's so many times on the show that I say, you know what? Talk to yourself. And I've done this and I continue to do it, is to record my own voice. You know how we call people? I just put on that, what is it, the voice memos on the on the iPhones. I have an iPhone, so that's the one I use. But I just stick it on, and I start talking. Half my walk, I'm talking. The other half, I'm listening. And when I hear my voice, to go, oh, my God, I'm a person. And this is what I have to say today. This is where my focus is today. And I've become really careful, really careful when I hear something. Because in the beginning, it grows from feeling sad or feeling helpless or feeling despair to, oh, wow, that's what I sound like? Man, if I heard a person say that to me, what would I tell them? Oh, how do I follow my own advice? That's really weird, following my own advice. That's really weird actually feeling better about this. I'm used to using it as a crutch. What will I be? Who will I be? How do I identify myself? Injury. And then you have to really reassess. Do I want to hold on to that injury? Do I still need it as a crutch? Do I know how to live without it? What happens when I create space? Now that I faced it, ask yourself questions. Get to know who you are. Get to know how you solve. Because we can solve. We do solve. We just have to really, really want to. Because there's the other side of solving. And you're going to feel empty because that's a big slot. Pain takes up a lot of space in us. And you have to just prepare yourself to be comfortable with an empty problem slot. I remember so clearly one day, it really did solve a big issue in my life. And then what happened was, I was just cleaning the floor in my kitchen. I was young. I was only like 24, 25 years old at the time. And I remember my brain, it was like my antenna went up and it was looking for another problem to stick in that problem slot. And I go, oh my God, I'm actually searching. Should I add this problem? Should I add that problem? And then I thought, what am I doing? I don't actually have a problem today. I don't have anything to put in the problem slot. And then I had another realization, like, this is what it feels like to actually be free of the problem slot. And I don't have to put anything in it. That can stay empty, even if it's for a day or five days or 10 days, and then another one shows up or something from my past shows up. But today, I actually don't have one. Boy, that's weird. And then I took a breath and I'm like, but it feels kind of cool. Weird, but cool. It's around. Nobody was home. 
I thought, I kind of like how I feel right now. I got to get used to it. But then my brain went into, what else do I want to do today? Like, what do I want to do? And I remember thinking I wanted to go get a book. And I wanted to read a good book. And all of a sudden, my mind was free to just explore. It's not like a lightning rod came and hit me in the head and I became a different person. I just became a freer person. And I I felt the first seeds of emotional freedom. And my brain went back to the days when I had it before I ever heard the word no, before anyone ever started to affect my behavior. And I went back in my brain and said to myself, hey, person that hurt me, my soul. I love today. Happy-go-lucky. What a great name for Block Talk Radio. Happy-go-lucky. Today is a happy day. Everybody's showing up with such good vibes, with just happiness behind them. Because we all deserve, we all can be, and we all are originally happy. That's why facing an issue, going back to the fork in the road, unpacking the issue to who were you before that event came into your life, and now that event is the one telling you how your day is going to be and what is going on. There's so many ways to look at our problems, so many ways to look at our challenges, and the ways to heal them is to just see how it actually helped you, how it actually doesn't need to run the show, how you don't need to magnify it and let it be bigger than everything else that's going on around you, how to forgive not only the other people that you think wronged you and took away from you and attacked you, but how to forgive yourself too for the things you've said to yourself as a result of it. Like, well, I'm not worth this. I'm not lucky like other people. I'm not excited like other people. Or sometimes I'm so excited that I don't see that at all and then I don't know how to deal with myself because now I'm either up or I'm down. When we work with ourselves, we create a balance. When we are balanced, we create a template for us to deal with whatever comes in. Because what we do is we put objectivity on it. We say, hey, you know what? Yes, this happened to me, but it doesn't define me. I'm still who I am. I will always be who I am, no matter what comes in and what goes out. I will find a way to deal with it because I found a way to deal with life up until today. I found a way to make it until now. I've made a lot of decisions, but the bigger question is, and you need to ask yourself this, why am I choosing this event or these events 
or the way my parents raised me or the way I went to school or what people said to me at school that they've forgotten about and all gone on in their life. Why am I using these events to be what run my show? Questions, questions, questions. Asking ourselves questions gives our brain a forum to start looking for the answers. I hope that helps you, Susan. I have another question from Leah Gill, and it says, if perception depends on what experiences the person needs, what does that mean for paranoia? Does it mean your perception is wrong or not? Paranoia, when we start talking in, in terms of paranoia, where we think people are saying things about us, they may not be, or we think things are happening that may not be. We start deciding for other people what they're thinking about us. When we start getting into areas of paranoia, we lose our balance. We lose touch with ourselves. We lose that groundedness with ourselves so much so that we really believe that what everybody else is doing is all about us. And it, it usually isn't. And the way I look at that is that how do I, if I were to think everyone's thinking about me, how much do I think about everyone else that, oh, wow, they're really bad and really put all my energy into them and put all my energy into what they're doing? Nobody has time to do that. But when you're taking all your time to think about that, why there is no balance. There's no energy exchange with paranoia because the people that you are paranoid or the events that you are paranoid about are not happening because the other people around you have their own stuff to deal with. They don't have the time. Now, if somebody is controlling you or manipulating you, that's not paranoia, that's real. But when our perception starts stepping outside of us and starts telling us that the whole world is against us. And look, these people are thinking this. How do you know that? Nine times out of 10, 10, but I will say nine out of 10 times. Those people don't even know you're thinking, they're thinking that about you. Paranoia is very tricky. And with paranoia, I have suggestions to talk to a friend or even to the point where you go for professional help where somebody can help you rebalance and understand that paranoia is something we create about ourselves, but it's actually not happening, hence the word paranoia. To believe that people are creating opinions about us that they don't even have the time to formulate. It's a very interesting thought process that takes us and separates us from the reality that's going on around us. And if you really feel like the whole world is against you and people are talking about you and almost like things are just attacking you and you can't stop it, you really need to talk to someone very close to you about that. You really need to step out of yourself and use, use the resources you have around you to start to build a support system that takes something like paranoia and gives it objectivity. 
and and um, Psychic Viewpoint Radio Show says, write your own story. What are you entertaining? We are not here to sit and focus and hyper-focus on each other to the point where we are locked into someone and we want to hurt them. So just know that that actually isn't happening around you. If someone doesn't react to you, it doesn't mean they don't love you. It probably means they're very busy. But again, reeling ourselves back in to objectivity because that objectivity gives us balance that, wow, people are busy. Well, I'm busy too. How many people do I think about that I, you know, feel like I want to hurt them or they're bad or whatever it is. I don't have the time either. So why do they? Really think about that. But talk to somebody about it. That one is something that sometimes it's like a runaway train and you start to feel like you can't stop that train. So you guys, I have 14 seconds. Have a great weekend. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for the chat. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.